You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Ripley has not backed down from anyone. And she is mulling Shayna Baszler. But here comes Belair, here comes Shirai. Everyone wants a piece. Everyone wants to be NXT Women's Champion. This is incredible. This is complete chaos. There's the kind of try as well. This is fooling apart. I guess some officials. All the officials here trying to restore law and order. But it is a lawless society when it comes to the NXT Women's Division. NXT security doing their best. That's enough. Get him apart. Separate him. Get him apart. NXT General Manager William Regal. Get him out. Get him out. Get him back. simple solution for this. War Games! Episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT uh, companion podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back talking more NXT on the USA and WWE networks. There's actually a lot of NXT stuff to talk about, and it's yes, excluding NXT UK, which again I, I have not watched in weeks. I have no idea what's happening on that show. But nope, I think everyone has jumped ship and just come to regular NXT. Oh, right? you know what? I, what's happened. I did read something that confirmed. Oh. It, I read something that confirmed my I'm not watching NXT UK right now. I read mm-hmm. that uh, Mark Andrews and uh, Flash Morgan Webster lost the tag titles already. Yeah, a while ago to Gallus. Oh my goodness. I read this like yesterday or the day before and I'm like, already? Like they just won. It was a huge thing. Never mind. Yeah. So uh, stupid. Dumb move. Keep it up. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. Uh but I, I'm not watching, so I, I couldn't. It's like a bunch of amateurs. What's happening? Yeah. Um, before this week's episode of NXT took place, they made an announcement during no. uh, that was taking place during the Crown Jewel event, which I did Gross. not watch. Crown Jewel was after NXT this week, though. Was it? I think yes. this. Oh, no, I think this. Well, yes. Okay. It was after the, the event, yeah. uh, but before our review. So that's why I'm yes, confused. that's fair. Uh, okay. They made an announcement that this year's Survivor Series was going to be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Boo! And you know that old Reese's Peanut Butter commercial where it's like, you got peanut butter in my chocolate, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. It was like mm-hmm. that, except you got shit in my peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Is essentially but- what happened. 
I, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I can tell you how I feel. Once we get into this, I'm going to tell you lots of things. Uh, there's some stuff, feelings. There's some stuff that bled into SmackDown, and I am going to talk a little bit about SmackDown after we talk about NXT this week, because I watched it, because I heard, and um, there's a couple of things of, of note there as well. So. Okay. NXT episode 531. <laughs> The show opens with loud music and Poppy mumbling into a mic, so much so yeah. that I could not make out any of the words. We're old. The noise continues as Io Shirai comes out. Like, it said that there it, were songs, but, like, her... It was pretty cool, though. I don't know. I like when they have the live band uh, that, introing them. The atmosphere with Io and stuff, that was cool, because she's so charismatic, and Poppy yeah. is weird, and so they they had some weird... Speaking of peanut butter, they had some weird peanut butter jelly thing going with them. Like, they just seemed to fit together. Like, Poppy yeah. could follow Io Shirai around all over the place, and they just, they they worked together. <laughs> but I don't know what they were doing with her mic. I don't know if it's her mic. I don't know if it's how she sings stuff. But I couldn't make out a word she was saying. Yeah, I think it's just her. Honestly, I really thought it was Billie Eilish when she started, because I also <laughs> don't know what she says. I'm like, that's just weird noises. So, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Um, they trade suicide dives, uh, early on in the match. EO takes control following a lung blower out of the corner. This continues through a picture in picture break. Candace makes her comeback. Uh, Miss LeRae's wild ride is countered. Uh, but Candace gets her knees up on EO's moonsault. Uh, but she can't, uh, EO can't put away Candace. So she goes to get a, a chair and the referee takes it. Candace hits one of Johnny Gargano's old moves on, oh, on really? EO. It's called, yes, he calls it the Hertz Donut, of course. Uh, anybody familiar with bullying from their their school years, uh, at least for people of a certain age, will remember the Hertz Donut. That just reminds me of how I met your mother. <laughs> um, Candace goes for her quebrada, but she misses, and oddly enough, the chair is still in the ring, and Candace just eats the eats the dust. She just bites yeah. it on this chair and EO pins her uh, to get the win. I thought this was good, but not as good as their takeover match. And Oh my god, I literally had the same thing wrote, written down. Oh, okay. Uh more thoughts on this match if you have any. Yeah. Um I mean, the only thing I will say is so they did a was it the Tornado DDT? Is mm-hmm. that a move? It is. That looks Scary as hell. Yes. And these two women um, pulled it off very well. Mm-hmm. I also liked that when EO brought the chair out, they did have Jessica kind of like involved a little bit where like she took the chair away. Like, no, no, no. You know, like. So yes. She got chastised her into... EO like a yeah. child. Yes. Got her into the story a little bit more. So I thought that that was good. But I agree with you. Good. Not great. I feel like we've seen these two women so wonderful before that this just kind of fell a little flat, which mm. isn't really fair, and I get that, because, you know, when we saw them on TakeOver, it was just so unbelievably mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get this isn't TakeOver, but I don't know. What'd you give it? I was Two and three quarters. Oh, wow. So I was a whole star... Well, you said two and three quarters. Yeah, 2.75. Okay, so, okay, we weren't that far off, but we, okay. were, we were kind of far off. I went three and a quarter. Okay. And Grapple says 3.31. Damn, Grapple! That's a little bit higher than me, even. By a yeah. teeny bit. 
Um, I enjoyed it. But I think I gave the TakeOver match like four or four and a half or something. I thought it was Same. really good. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. One of the things that annoys me. These are like a little... These are This is a little thing on the show that annoys me. But boy, I, I really hate when they do this. Um, we find out who uh, Keith Lee's tag team partner is tonight. Thanks to Sports Illustrated, who broke the story, Jacqueline. Really? Uh, I wrote here, Sports Illustrated told WWE what their own match was. Wait a second, what? I hate that they do this. So, uh, Vince McMahon, of course, craves uh, mainstream public attention. He wants to be treated like every movie or every other sport or anything else. He, he, Whether wrestling ever gets accepted in this manner or not... Uh, that's not good enough for him. He craves it. It must occur. So they make these deals with places like Sports Illustrated or ESPN or you name it. And uh, they give them this information as an exclusive. Um, you know how like sometimes movie studios will go to Variety or yeah. Deadline or something to be like, here's an exclusive for you to break. Except in this case, they're breaking matchmaking things. So it sounds so dumb when it's like, thanks to Sports Illustrated, we know what our own match is. We weren't going to know, oh. but, you know, like, when you think about it in those terms, it sounds so dumb. Like, you're the, you're the company. You make the matches. How do you not know what the main event is? You needed Sports Illustrated to do some investigative journalism to find out what your own match was going to be? Yeah. I hate it. It's a tiny thing, but... Oh my gosh, do I hate it. Um, yeah, but it just shows you how involved that Vince McMahon is now, right? Like, that's a thing. It's possible. Or it's just Triple H doing what they do in that company. Mm. I don't it's know. going it's more thing. mainstream and getting more and more away from what it was. It's hard to say. I mean, what they want people to do is be like, oh, Sports Illustrated. I know that publication. And they're talking about NXT. It must be a big deal. But if you think about it, like, past that very thin layer... It sounds really yeah. dumb. Like, how do they know the matches, but WWE didn't know? Like, they had to break the news? I don't know. It, it's, I don't a tiny, like it. it's a tiny thing that drives me nuts. Uh, they recap mm-hmm. everything involving Finn Balor from last week. And they also recap Damian Priest beating Pete Dunne and announce a rematch for next week. Uh, mm. Speaking of Finn Balor, he has a promo. And he comes mm-hmm. out here. Um he says that uh, he doesn't watch the business. The business watches him. Uh, he says too many of the wrestlers are fans. They should be sitting out there with the fans instead of being in the ring. Uh, he says he's going to turn Johnny wrestling into Johnny watches wrestling because uh, hmm. he deserves to sit out there with the fans. Here's the thing. There's yeah. st- there's there's one thing that Finn, Finn did in this promo that I don't like. I don't like when anybody does it. Okay. Um. There's this moment where at the very beginning, he's like, the last time you saw me, he literally says, I was laying down for the hottest thing in the business because this guy put on a mask. He's talking about Bray Wyatt's fiend character. Mm -hmm. So I hated this because he said he laid down for him, which, you know, that's like Robert Downey Jr. being like, hey, don't worry, I'm not really dead. Just Iron Man's dead, but... I'm not dead. I'm still alive. Like, they pause the Avengers movie to let you know that what you're watching is not real. Okay. I hate when wrestlers do this. I hate when they are they shoot. They make it real. Uh, you can add elements of real life into something, but without breaking the 
the story or the bubble or whatever, whatever universe you've placed the show into. But mm-hmm. basically he's like, the last time you saw me, they told me I had to lose to this guy and I did. And he's only really popular now because he put a mask on. And it's like, yes, we all know that. But don't remind us while we're watching the show, okay? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. That that didn't bother me so much. I actually like enjoyed some of the stuff he said because I think he's calling out a lot of bullshit, mm-hmm. whether it's intended to be that or not. Sure. I mean, I I get it, and there's definitely people. Um, it's appealing for people for mm-hmm. some. I I mean, I grew up in the Attitude Era where a, yeah. there was a stage in the Attitude Era near the end of it where everything just became WCW shooting on WWF and back and forth. And literally WCW at one point was when WWF would have taped, uh, when the, when their show wasn't live, WCW would go on the air and give out the results of the WWF show. So you don't have to go watch it. Uh, yeah. like, and eventually you just, you see it and you just grow to dislike it. And, I just, I don't like being reminded that the fake show I'm watching is fake. Like, I know it's fake, but for me, the fun is in forgetting about that for a little bit. So it's a small thing. It's the only thing he really did in his promo that I didn't like, but I know why they had him do it because it makes him seem really edgy. He's like, he's not afraid to talk about that stuff. Um, The thing that I hated the most about this promo was the fans. I hate Mm -hmm. the NXT fans. What? I hated them here. Um, here's the thing. Again, this is just the old, old, maybe the old man in me, but I'm watching, I'm watching these AEW shows and Mm -hmm. there are bad guys on that show that are cool, but Mm -hmm. the fans seem to, for some, for some reason in, in that place, they seem to get it and they boo those bad guys. Like, oh yeah. They're cool, like, they're good characters. They're really good at what they're doing, but mm-hmm. the people are booing them anyway. And Finn Balor is trying his damnedest to be a bad guy here, but these fans are just going to cheer him. He mentions Johnny Gargano, the heart and soul of NXT, and everybody boos Johnny Gargano, the good guy in this feud, who was sneak yeah. attacked by the bad guy here. Um, to me, this I is, it's, it's twofold, but I want, I want to hear your thoughts. I think that it's just, it's new for, like, this fan base, Mm -hmm. for Finn to be the bad guy. Yes. So I think it's going to take a little bit of getting used to almost, but I do like, I think he's good at it. Like, I'm excited that they're um, exploring the side of, like, what he can do with character work. Um, My biggest thing, though, is when when is he going to wrestle? Like, we have not seen that yet. (laughs) When is that happening? (laughs) They're definitely, um, they're definitely teasing and holding off on that. Hopefully yeah, I know, which is super freaking annoying. It's like, just come on, just let him pound some bad guys. Like, so, or just pound some guys. Like, just let him get through that. Hopefully like, it'll be before War Games, but... Ugh, okay. But yeah, I... the For me, the fans just killed this. Like, I hate it when a bad guy is... You know, you don't you don't want your Bond villain to be cheered during his monologuing to... You know, he's supposed to be a villain. We're not and that's my problem like with the movie Joker. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be rooting for the man. No. No. Now, I, I get the anti-hero thing, like Walter he's White. Not, but I but... guess my thing here is that I don't. he's not the anti-hero. No, he's, he's not going to be an anti-hero. I just think we need more than two weeks for the fans to get behind that. Yeah. Um, so I think, we, you know, just it needs to 
develop and build. Like they'll, they'll have yes. him like take someone out backstage or whatever, you know, if, on someone yeah. who's injured. I mean, now you some know. now some people have pointed out there. I saw some comments from a few people who are regulars at the NXT shows that were on Twitter because there mm-hmm. are there are a few people that were like, "Why is he being cheered so wildly?" and some people who attend the NXT shows regularly have a theory, I guess, that main roster WWE is so bad at what at, at creating characters, good, bad, or otherwise. Like they, the best things they do these days are things they accidentally like trip into, back into, yeah, yeah. on accident. So basically, if anybody does anything hmm. that is good. They're going to cheer for it. Yeah, if you're a great wrestler, you're getting cheered. If you're great at being a heel, you're getting cheered. The heels in NXT are people who aren't that good. And I'm like, Ugh. I I'm like I get it cuz you're just you've been you just been fed WWE stuff like forever and for it's too not long. good. Yeah. So That's not just, a bad theory. They're just excited cuz Finn is back in NXT, which is new, and he's a heel, which is something he's never done here, so it's new and he's good at it. So they're just mm-hmm. cheering him because this is great. Yeah, um, like this is what we want. Yeah, like for me, like I know, I know, in his head, he wants those people to boo him. Like that's what yeah. he wants. Give him what he wants. Have fun with it. But I, I feel like he'll be there soon. I think yeah. you just got to give the crowd time to get used to it. Um, there's a Kabuki Warriors hype video, uh, which like they need it. <laughs> I need. I'm gonna need to circle back around to the hype video once we get to their match, but I just want to okay. keep this in mind here. Uh, okay. There's also a Tyler Bate hype video as well. Lots of hype videos. Again, like we need it. Like they're hyping things we don't need hyped about. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Shane Thorne versus Bronson Reed. This is part two, right? They've wrestled each other before, I believe. Yes. In the Battle of the Australians. Um, Thorne with a flurry of offense, but Reed quickly smushes him for his troubles. There is a huge chop battle won by Bronson Reed. He hits him with a gigantic German suplex. He hits him with a beach break for a two. And then he hits him with the craziest, highest big guy splash in the whole wide world and smushes Shane Thorne for good this time and pins him. This was not particularly long, but I found it to be pretty fun. Oh, I found it extremely boring. Really? Like they were just. Yeah. This felt like kind of like nonstop like hard hitting stuff. So to me, like those, the chops that they do back and forth, that went on for way too long Mm -hmm. to hold my interest. Like, all right, enough already. That's (laughs) you were just, you were good. You're like, okay, I don't need to see it 15 times each. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, like, no, that was too much. And I'm going to be real honest. Um, I like I was not a fan of this match. I thought it was kind of boring in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And um I'm a little worried that they don't know what to do with Shane Thorne. I don't think they know like, what to do with either of these guys, but like I think Shane Thorne is good. I've seen him live. He's done some good stuff, but I I, I don't know. They it's just they these two guys they just seem lost and I'm like this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine where they'd be if the show was still only an hour. They probably wouldn't yeah. be even be on TV right now. So at least there is that. There is that. There is also this one move um, where I really thought Reed dropped Thorne on his head. I don't know what exactly it was. Ah, but, like, the, I the was beach convinced. break. Yes. Yeah, I was convinced that he was dead yes. until I saw the replay. Yeah, that was, was a cool. that was a bad idea to show that other replay because 
Yeah, if they I'm, didn't show that replay, I would have been like, "All right, like he he did, he's gone." <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing when they're watching those replays. Like uh, that ruined it, but right because it was like slow mo and you could see him like move the right way, and I was like, yeah. but at the same time, it made me appreciate him more because I was like, he knows what he's doing. Just let him have his moment. Yes, uh, I'm curious to see what the rating disparity is for this one. <laughs> one and a half. Oh, big disparity here. Uh, I mean, I'm not with, I'm not up to, I'm not entirely up to speed with Grapple, but I thought this was fun, and mm-hmm. I went with three. Okay. Grapple, 2.79. Okay. So they were more in the two and three quarters uh, area. I guess me and Grapple, we love our chat battles. You do. More than you. I don't know. There's just something about that that I'm like, all right, like, if you're going to take a break, at least do, like, big moves and then, like, knock yourselves out kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But that's a very know. that's a very Japanese wrestling thing to do, and both of those guys yeah. have toured Japan quite a bit, uh, and that's very and much like a like a, it kind of plays into like the Japanese toughness sternness thing. Like we're just going to clobber each other until one of us can't do it anymore. And I get it. I just yeah. think that it just went like it just went on for too long mm-hmm. for uh, me. Understandable. Because yeah. uh, I was like, whoa, this is really going for a while. And it's something they never do in WWE no. or NXT. So, like, I recognized what they were doing, but I'm like, they never do something like this. So that really stood out to me. Um, I, yeah. Let me see here. Kathy Kelly is with uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Says that uh, they're nervous, but they've got good nerves. Says they're going to win. They're not going to, but... They really thought they were going to hear in this interview with Kathy Kelly. Um, there's a Mia Yim hype video, again, uh, with uh, a lot of the hype. Uh, I think it's smart Which... for the most part. Um, I don't know if you need to do... Well, I guess Tyler Bate hasn't been on NXT on USA, so it's smart to do a hype video for him. I guess. Mia Yim, though, we just haven't seen in a while. Like, just put her on. Yeah, she hasn't been there in a bit. That was my problem. Is she injured? Like, that's really what I started thinking. Like, maybe she's injured and she's getting ready to come back or something. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, next match, Kabuki Warriors, Kairi Sane and Asuka against the Fly Kicks, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Remember when I mentioned earlier about the uh, the Kabuki Warriors hype the video? The hype video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they came out to, uh, God, what's that song called? Karate. It's by this Japanese metal band with like these little girl singers, uh, but I cannot remember the the name of the band for the life of me. Uh, but that was the the song that they set this hype video to. This should be their theme music, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because the Kabuki Warriors music is awful. Oh, I kind of enjoyed that. It's a mashup of their songs. I hate it because for a couple mm. of reasons, the songs are very different. Yes, and they just and they play Ka- they play Kyrie's for a bit, they play Oscars for a bit, then back to Kyrie's, then back to Oscars, and it feels so disjointed and weird. Like mm-hmm. I hate it, and I hate it even more because Kyrie's got the yo ho music, and she is not a pirate anymore. I know, I'm real excited that she's not a pirate anymore. <laughs> by the way, I'm sure you like the new look. I mean, I like the new I look. T- I think Kyrie I should still be a baby face, but. Um, yeah. I dig this. I think they work. They work good as a bad guy unit, but 
I mean, and you know what? Look, if they want to get me to boo them, keep using this music mashup because I will boo. I hated this so much. I'm like, she's not even a pirate anymore. Do we have to mash this music up? It's And it's not even cleverly done. It just like smash cuts to like the other. It's not even like a crossfade or anything. It's just, I, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I will say I do really like Asuka's music. So, mm-hmm. well, that's all I'll say. I'm going to quickly try to get through this match because everything we're going to want to talk about happens after it's done. So uh, I wrote here a lot of back and forth, solid match, but not much of note early on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was going to write here, they like, they take control, uh, you know, they beat up on Dakota Kai and -hmm. then I had to go back and erase it because I had to write, Dakota Kai gets isolated for a century. Yes. I write, the sun swallowed the earth, then Tegan Knox got a hot tag. <laughs> like, holy cow. And uh, other people um, have timed this. They isolated Dakota Kai for 14 minutes. Dang. That is... Way too long. You thought that chop battle was long. Yeah, I do have. They beat up on Kyle. The beat up on Kyle lasted too long. Holy I also wrote moly. a second commercial break in one match. That's how you know it's too long. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Tegan runs wild. Uh, she goes for the shiniest wizard, but it's countered into a knee bar by Asuka. Uh, they all hit moves for a double down, uh, but the crowd was not quite into this big moment into the match as much as I think they were hoping. I know. Probably because they worked on Dakota Kai for like a century. 14 minutes, yeah. That's an incredibly long time. Um, Asuka uh, hits Dakota in the face with her mist. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie hits the insane elbow for the win. I mean, this is another nitpick thing. I'm just not a big fan of the... There's a lot of... There are some people who love the poison mist. I dig it. Because it's a cool visual. It is. But it makes the referees look so stupid. I mean, they all look stupid, though. Like, they they always do. They do. But this is almost always egregiously stupid. Like, (laughs) Dakota Kai looked like like the Wicked Witch of the West here. Like, her face was completely green... Her neck was completely green. Her hands, green. Now, they did try to do something smart here, where Dakota laid on her stomach so mm-hmm. the referee couldn't see her face when Kyrie hit her elbow. And then Kyrie yeah. tried to do this, like, nine twelve cover, where she's covering her face and hands, and you can't see them. Right. But then they have to do this, like, dumb... I. It's just, It's only dumb to me because I watch other sports, but... Like, they started instituting, like, replay rules in other sports for plays that were just close. Like, oh, these plays are too close, and they're getting them wrong, so we should replay it. This referee looked at Dakota Kai's face, and he's like, what happened? And on on commentary, Morrow's like, well, he already counted to three, so he can't change his decision. And I'm like, but it's (laughs) obvious, like, they... No. Uh, I hate it. I know they tried. They tried so hard, but... It's still goofy to me in a not good way, but I I don't know. I like it. I thought I think it's fun. I really do. So. Oh yeah, I mean there. Are people... And I was trying to see the point where Asuka like puts it in her mouth. Yes. And like you, I don't. I couldn't really figure it out. I think I did, but um, 
But she she's so smooth. And she the, really is. She's incredible. And the craziest thing is, is that they'll get that into their mouth and then wrestle for a little while with it in their mouth still. So yeah. that's why you're not really sure when the transition When it's going to hit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they do that without swallowing it. And I, I'm sure it's happened, but... It's I, gotta, I mean, it's probably edible glitter, but like, still, I just think it's so cool. I wanted to love this match more, but that's fair. That all that time they spent getting the heat on Dakota and beating her down, like it slowed things Took down to a crawl. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, any other thoughts on it? No, I think I said mostly everything. Uh, what did you give it? Um, I also well, I was in between like two and three quarters, three, so. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. I went two and three quarters. Yeah, okay, so we're right around the same. Are you ready for this? Hold on to your pants. Hold on to your hair. Grapple, 3.47. Okay. Almost three and a half. Really enjoyed it. Look, people really enjoyed it, so I guess. I mean, I was happy to see them back in NXT, too. But Yeah. And I really just think it's all because, like, when Asuka and um, Tegan were together, mm-hmm. they were really good. Okay, so. Like, when Tegan finally came in. Main, yeah. main event of the show, even though we're not in the main event yet. Proof, everyone, that if you just will something long enough and hard enough, it will indeed, sometimes, just come into existence. Happen. So, yeah. post-match, uh, the horsewomen come out to do a three-on-one on Tegan mm-hmm. Knox now that uh, Dakota Kai is has been poisoned in her face. Um, yep. And the referees are trying to put towels on her and such. Rhea Ripley comes out again. Now, hold on. I do have... I was in a bad mood when I wrote this because uh, yeah. Rhea just comes out and does her entrance. So what they're doing, they've got Tegan down and Shayna's going to do her arm stomp thing to Tegan. Mm-hmm. I write here, Shayna, Shayna out. But so slowly, a Ripley, or a Ripley out, but so slowly, Shayna could have killed Tegan, <laughs> but didn't. Yeah. Instead, I don't know if you were watching it. If, if you haven't seen it, you need to go back. But uh, uh, Jessamine and Marina and Tegan are like, we need to get out of here because this is like Rhea and Shayna's like big square off. So they kind of <laughs> awkwardly fight slash tumble to the floor. Uh, it's weird. But Rhea literally just came out and did her entrance, and I'm like, Shanna could have just stomped on her arm like five times before, because Rhea was not running out here to make the save. Uh, she just, she did her entrance, essentially. Um, anyway, before Rhea could get into the ring, Io came out, and then Bianca came out. And Bianca mm-hmm. is a heel this time, I think. Yes. She, I think she she straddles the line, I suppose. Yeah, which I'm cool with. She she really could do either. She could go either way, like, character-wise. Yes. Um, Candice comes out. A huge brawl ensues, like, uh, with referees and um, other women. Like, I saw Caden Carter. I keep wanting to call her Lacey Lane. Uh, yep. She came out with, as, like, part of the refs, though. Yeah. Which like, I thought was weird, because they've been putting her on TV, and I was like, mm, Part of the separation know squad. Who that is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then Regal appears on the perch <laughs> and the crowd I I really hated the crowd this evening. They annoyingly chant war games like how they chant Goldberg or Riddle. Although it's funny when it's with Matt Riddle because he does the Goldberg moves. But they chanted <laughs> war games in this manner and I was still annoyed with them. 
And William Regal, I think, had some big thing he wanted to say, but the crowd was already loudly chanting War Games. So he's like, mm-hmm. that's right, War Games! <laughs> uh, and the crowd erupted, and uh, Mauro Ronaldo said, you know, we're, uh, we're going to have the first ever uh, women's War Games match. And it appears, for the time being, that the they say later on that Rhea and Shayna are team captains, but it's pretty obvious that Shayna's team is going to be Shayna, Jessamine, Marina, and Io, uh, and Bianca. And Bianca. And uh, Rhea's team will be Rhea, Candice, uh, Tegan, Dakota. Uh, and a fifth person to be named later, which I presume will be when Tony Storm shows up, I think. Mm. So. Uh, which will be which will be an interesting dynamic, of course, because those are the two women who fought each other for the NXT UK Women's Championship, and they they have kind of like like an old bad blood thing, but now they'd be on the same team. So I think that's yeah. what's going to happen here. But what, mm-hmm. were you as happy as I thought you were like would be when this was announced? Yeah, yeah, because as soon as William Regal said like you whatever he said like you want to settle this, and I just went. War games, like I was so excited. Like I, I pulled out my my William Regal accent. Um, seriously, like I love the way he announces matches. He gets so into it. But He's I was awesome. super excited. And, and I'm going to do something we don't normally do here, and it's going to be a little off script. I didn't even warn you about this, but I'd like okay. to just um, say, um, I guess about a month ago or so, Mia Yim tweeted out a picture of yes. um, like a fan picture of War Games and. Um, at Pro Grapples, um, re- like, said on there that, like, we've been trying to will this into existence, so thanks for the shout-out. And also, yeah. I think they listened to us, like, right? Like, we we made this happen. I mean, Or I made this happen. I don't know. <laughs> it was really you. Like, I was like, I'll be okay if they do this, but you're like, no, they must do it. <laughs> I almost got the sides right. Like, that's what I'm really excited about. Pretty much, yes. Well, I was like, oh, wow. I- I knew I was like Eo's joining the horsewoman. Like that was the one thing I was like, I got that one. <laughs> yes, um, and this could be a pretty damn good match, really. I mean, yeah. Marina and Jessamine are are still very new to all of this, but Bianca yes. is very good. Shayna's very good. Eo is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candice is fantastic. Candice is fantastic. Tegan is very good. Dakota is good. Uh, mm. Rhea has improved dramatically, and Tony Storm is also very good. So Ugh, I don't like her either, though. She's good, though. They'll have a really okay. good match. I know they're going to do. Oh, it's going to be a good. fantastic match. We come back so, from break. Yeah. They recap the thing we just saw. Right, because and just in case you missed it, everybody. Um, <laughs> then we get Tyler Bate and Cameron Grimes. Honestly, I don't even know what happened here, Jacqueline. My first sentence is, fans are so fucking annoying. <laughs> I don't even know what they, I don't even know what they were doing here. They must have been doing something. I don't remember what it is, but I was, I had it with this audience. Man, like, you're not a fan. Not a fan of the fans this week. No. Uh, Tyler Bate, I wrote here, Tyler Bate taking most of the match early. Grimes hits one move going into the break. Coming back from mm-hmm. the break, he hits the backflip German on Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate makes a comeback, hits a snap Hurricane Rana for a two. There's a strike exchanged, followed by uh, Grimes hitting the collision course, that, that flipping thing he does, uh, mm-hmm. for a two. Tyler does a huge dive, k- 
Killian Dane appears from nowhere, Tyler Bate is like, huh? And Cameron Grimes hits the cave-in for the win. Uh, I was thinking this match was really, really good all the way up until the end, which... That's what I... Me I too. Like. I wrote, this end is bullshit. <laughs> I didn't like it. I don't know I don't know what the fans were doing at the beginning of this match, but Tyler Bate is so good. I just love watching him. He really him. is. Maybe you can help me decipher what I wrote here. I wrote Tyler Bates's flip you the head thing. I don't know what that means. Uh, Apparently he did something I thought was really cool. He also, does like he at- does like a flipping like a rolling kick. Maybe that he'll, was it. He'll do I don't like know. A, he'll do like a somersault and like kick the guy. Maybe that's Maybe. what it is. Maybe. All I gotta say is Apple autocorrect right now sucks. <laughs> um <laughs> But I actually enjoyed this match much more than I thought I I would. But, like, mm-hmm. they've got to stop with the Killian Dane crap. Oh, it's not. I don't know what's going on here. It's not good. Like, it's not. It doesn't do anything story-wise. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wants to get Pete Dunne's attention because Pete Dunne says he doesn't care about Killian Dane. So after the match, he beats up Tyler Bate and he's like, tell Pete Dunne to care about me or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> I matter, too. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing there because I don't really remember what he said, but something along those lines. But I really like this match all the way up until the end. Uh, like this match cut like a whole half a point for me uh, from the ending. Mm. But uh, I took the ending out when I graded it. Oh, okay. I'm curious yeah. to know what you thought of Tyler Bate and Cameron Grimes. Shock of shocks, gave it a three. Wow. Okay. So this will tell you what I thought of the match. Uh, cause I gave it a three and a half oh my God. and I took, a, I took half off cause of the ending. <laughs> I thought this match was real good all the way up until I, the ending. I must've been like in a bad mood watching this. <laughs> well, and I know, and I know that you're just like not a Cameron Grimes person either, but no, not at all. He's looked good the last two weeks when he's in there with people they can do stuff with. Now I have yeah. discovered Cameron Grimes, his, his shtick. Um, and it is that he gets beat up almost the whole match. Yeah, and that's the thing I think I find the most annoying is that like he he wins, but like he shouldn't. <laughs> uh, grapple three point five six. Wow, so they were real me. low tonight. They're with me on this one. Grapple was. Mm-hmm. Um, our main event teams get fired up backstage. In case you were wondering exactly uh, whether or not. If uh, Angel Garza is a good guy or a bad guy, they do a personality profile on him that tells you right to your face, he is a good person. It's all about, like, his family, and he wants to live up to, like, his... Because he's, like, a like third or fourth generation... Third generation. Third generation wrestler, and his uncle was very good, and he wants to, like, live up to his uncle's reputation and be better than him. Uh, but Who is his is, uncle? His uncle was uh, Hector Garza, I believe, hmm. okay. uh, who was in WCW from time to time. And I think hmm. he made a couple of WWF appearances in the 90s. Interesting. Uh, but bigger, a bigger star uh, in, like, Mexico and stuff. Mexico. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, hard not to like him when you watch this. Mm-hmm. And they did it again, everybody. Uh, Kathy Kelly tells us that CBS told WWE about their War Games match. Uh, CBS broke the news that Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler will be team captains. It's good that CBS told them this. 
Yes. Yeah. How else Who would else they is going to? How else would they have known? <laughs> William Regal like, had no I idea. So, I feel so bad for Kathy Kelly that she has to report on stuff like this. Like, I, give her better content. I want a backstage segment where we've got a, a camera that's roaming the halls and it goes into William Regal's office and we get an over-the-shoulder shot of William Regal on his phone and he clicks on a link that takes him to CBS that tells him about the War Games captains and he goes, oh, good to know. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I need. <laughs> um, main event, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle against Undisputed Era's Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Uh, they try to do a sneak attack. It does not last long. Keith Lee chops the souls out of their bodies, I wrote here. He mm-hmm, hit them, yeah. so especially Kyle O'Reilly. I thought he caved in that poor man's chest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kyle O'Reilly puts up with a lot of, like, just abuse, I'm going to say. Like, he's, like, between that ladder match, the tag team ladder match, where he just, mm-hmm. like, was getting, like, thrown all over. Like, he really, like, gives of himself. <laughs> like, <Yes>. literally. <laughs> now, this is the only time that I thought the crowd annoyance was warranted. They chant the Goldberg chant, but they say Riddle instead of Goldberg. And then Matt Riddle does both of Goldberg's big moves, the spear and the jackhammer. But Bobby Fish Mm -hmm. kicks out at one. Bobby Fish. Uh, Apparently, I came up with a team name for them in the middle of my notes because I didn't want to write both of their names when they were doing double teams or taking control. Uh, Isn't it Limitless Bro? Is it? Or Bro (laughs) Limitless or something? In my notes, I put Basque Bros. I don't know why. I'm just looking at my notes. I'm like, Basque Bros. Uh, I guess that's what we're going with. Yeah, Basque Bros maintain control during a picture-in-picture break. Uh, We come back, and uh, Undisputed Era, they take control, and they pick apart Matt Riddle. Uh, He tries to get the tag to Keith Lee, but it's broken up. Uh, Undisputed Era hit Chasing the Dragon for a two. It's a weird, like, drug reference name for a a, a double-team move, but... They're bad guys. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee finally gets the tag, runs wild, hits the. He tries to hit the spirit bomb, but it is broken up. Uh, he tries to hit a moonsault, but he misses. Uh, so he tags in Matt Riddle, uh, and Matt Riddle runs wild for a little bit. Cole and Roderick, uh, they come out to ringside, uh, but Riddle disposes of both of them. Hits a springboard floating bro to the outside on Cole and Roderick. Uh, just so happened to be at the right spot at the right time. Yes, and Keith Lee comes in and gives Adam Cole the pounce, which sends Adam Cole flying into Roderick Strong. Unfortunately, while this is going on, in the ring, Fish and O'Reilly hit the high-low on Matt Riddle, and they pin him. Mm-hmm. So, bummer. The bad guys the bad guys won here. Mm-hmm. Um... Before we talk about the post-match, what did you think of the main event? I thought this yeah. was really good. These guys are all great. I did, too. I thought Keith Lee and Matt, Matt Riddle did very well together. Um, I know Matt Riddle's been a tag, part of a tag team before. Has Keith Lee ever been? Uh, on and off? Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Because you you could just kind of tell with some... Like you tell when people are just like stuck together and don't really know what to do, you know? Yes. Um, but these they, they seemed fluid. Um, I thought that... Um, I have here, so Bobby Fish really reminds me of a 1920s movie villain, and um, he kicked Keith Lee off the side like at a one silent point movie and villain? ran away, and and he just like ran away, and all I saw was him going like, twiddling his mustache, I'm like, oh my, like, 
he really does look like a silent movie villain. Bobby Fish has tied Matt Riddle to the railroad tracks. <laughs> That's really what I see when I look at it. <laughs> Um, I thought this was a good match. I will say my biggest gripe with it, though, is that um, they just made Keith Lee, like, the strong man. You know what I mean? Like, they made him, like, the big guy in this, essentially, quote-unquote. Yep. Um, and he's so much more than that. And to me, they, they just didn't do him justice. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my biggest complaint with this match. But okay. um, for the most part, I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. Uh, what did you give it? Three and a half. Okay, so we're pretty close on this one. Uh, I went a whole four. I love wow. this. I thought it was very good. Uh, you? Grapple 3.63. Ah, closer to me. Yes. <laughs> Thank uh, God. I post- needed one. <laughs> yes. Post-match, uh, post-match beatdown, Tommaso Ciampa makes the save. Good guys clean house. And Ciampa stares at Goldie, tells Goldie she's going to have to wait. Because Daddy's going to war, so we're getting two War Games matches on War Games, which is bullshit. Yeah, I know I'm you're so mad about. I know this. you were hoping for it, but this is how they do things. Uh, but like, just let the women do their thing. Like, we don't need the men to do it too. We don't. But we it, just don't. I know, but it's the pattern: a women's Royal Rumble match, a men's Royal Rumble match, Money in the Bank, Hell in the Cell. No, you name it. But I, I just, I can't. Oh, it's just so frustrating to me because I'm like, just let the women have their time. Yeah, they don't just, need to. Just, they don't need to do it. Also, like you've had undisputed era in there how many times? Now? They yes. don't need to be there again. Yes, this is the problem. I love undisputed era, but they've been in all the other war games matches so far. We're good. And it's such crap because now none of the titles are on the line. Yes. So why am I watching this takeover? <sighs> Really, just to watch the women's war games, and, what else and probably put on this Finn. Show? Yeah, now that I'm, I'm trying to think, probably of it. Gar- Gargano versus Finn. Yeah, Gargano and Finn, the two war games matches. I wonder what else they're going to put on here. But at least, a- uh, Killian Dane and uh, Pete Dunne, uh, which I don't even care about. I mean, it could be good, but, but I don't know. We'll see. I still don't care. But also, like they just like you don't need to do two. Mm-hmm. You just because just because you like. Give the women like their big shot. Yes. Doesn't mean you have to. You don't have to lessen it by giving it to the men too. Yes. I don't know. That's the way I took it. It was such a slap because it was like such a high in the middle of this show, and then you ended on this. Like that is just such crap to me. Mm-hmm. I was so mad. Um. All right. So let's talk about the war. This week's battle. This was a tough week. Was it? Oh yeah. Because uh, this was. Um. This particular week, they were both of these shows were going up against the opening of the NBA regular season and a Game Seven of the World Series. Oh yeah, Game Seven of the World. Yeah, which got like twenty. Everyone's watching it, that. Game Seven got like twenty-five million viewers. So I mean, and that's yeah. like the lowest rated Game Seven in history, but it's still like a huge amount of people. Yeah, it's and a lot of people. Both shows suffered mightily. AEW Dynamite, seven hundred fifty-nine thousand viewers. And NXT five hundred and eighty thousand. Yep. Oof. And now it'll this week will be interesting to see now that baseball is done to see if yeah. there is much of a rebound. I don't know. Uh, I hope there is. I really hope there's a rebound because those numbers are sad. Um, I don't know. Now it's going up against the Masked Singer, which I'm just going to say is a fantastic very, show. Very popular. It. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in the demos. Uh, like the important demo, the money demo, AEW got a 0.33 to NXT's 
Oof. I don't know what that means, but it seems like AEW won. Yeah, that's uh, the essentially the share. Oh, demographics. Of, yeah, the share of 18 to 49-year-olds watching the show. The higher the, the higher that number, the better, and uh, it's low. Uh, now, it's low. At, at least to be fair to TNT and AEW, I think we discussed it in the past, their original hopes for that show was 500,000 viewers a week. So they're still far surpassing where they thought they would oh, be. Oh, yeah, and they finished, like, number six for the night in the key demographic. So TNT is probably wow. over the moon. Uh, yeah, they're like, you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> like, for example, like, they did... <laughs> Uh, they did a, a crossover thing, which I hate it when WWE does this, but um, they did like two crossovers on the AEW show because it was Halloween. They wanted to do something fun. Now, okay. they did a crossover with Kenny Omega did a thing with Undertale, which is a kind of very popular independent video game amongst kids. And okay. they also did a cross promotion with Rick and Morty, which is a really popular show amongst kids and adults as well. I don't want yeah. to shun adults, but it's big in the 18 to 49 department. And it really isn't. That's actually a really smart move. If you're going to do crossovers, at least they're relevant current day crossovers. Yeah. Like WWE, when they do this, Vince is like, let's do a crossover with the Flintstones or Scooby-Doo <laughs> or the Jetsons. And I'm like, Hey, I like those. I watched the reruns of those shows when I was a kid. Unlike Vince, yeah. who watched them when they aired live, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, that's it's too out of date. Like Rick and Morty is very kind of now, yeah, yeah. It's smart of them to do that, and I think it I was agree. also probably a test on TNT's part to see like how well they can shop one of our other products to the people yeah. watching. And there's, I, I would imagine there's a large crossover ratio, but regardless, I would think Dynamite won the week uh, in the numbers. They also won the week in overall show performance from my from my viewpoint so far. So NXT has only won one week in terms of being the better show. Uh, mm -hmm. There's just no way. In your they, completely objective opinion. In my completely <laughs> objective opinion. I love NXT, though. Uh, I know, I know. But, it, and, and largely, like, when I talk to people about it, um, it's like, it's not really. Everyone's kind of there. It's not really the matches, because the matches are there. Like, they're on mm -hmm. par with each other, and sometimes NXT is even better uh, in the match department. But uh, in NXT, they still got people writing promos for them. In AEW, their promos are not scripted. The wrestlers have their bullet points. Really? And they go out there, and they wing it. And so, Oh, man. I should, I should probably watch some of the promos then and, as an improviser. Yeah, and sometimes they're short, uh, but they're to the point. And sometimes mm -hmm. they're long, and they're... Uh, really good. It just depends yep. on the person. Uh, and also, it's usually just the little things about AEW. Like, the presentation is just fresh and different. Like, I didn't realize how much NXT looks like Raw and SmackDown from a production standpoint. Until, until you, you watch SmackDown this week. Yeah, well, I mean, because everything, everything feels like it is all shot the same way. Everything has mm -hmm. the video screens on everything. It all... Everything just feels the same. Now, obviously, they aren't the same buildings, but they feel the same yeah. from a production standpoint. And AEW feels a little rougher around the edges, but in a different, in a good but different way. Now, there you go. before we before we ditch you guys for next, uh, you know, for next week, we got to talk about SmackDown because this was all unexpected. 
there's probably a much bigger news story bubbling under the underneath the surface of all of this, but long story short, a bunch of wrestlers were stranded in Saudi Arabia, uh, mm-hmm. like a ton of them, and there's a lot of conflicting reports that uh, they were owed money from the government, and Vince was having a like a dick waving contest with government oh officials, and there's some talk that the long delay was on purpose because of this and it's all sorts of stuff, but long story short, what's really important, at least for the uh, purpose of this podcast is to say that those people were delayed and at the very last minute, cause they were not going to make it to SmackDown to do this show. And they tried like Vince tried to charter a flight for like 20 of his most important pieces and they did not get there in time. So at the very last minute, they rewrote the entire show, uh, and Triple H was like, we're going to do, like, they're doing the NXT is in the Survivor Series stuff this year, so Triple H is like, we're going to do an NXT invasion on SmackDown, and they were flying in people. Um, they f- Much easier to fly people in from Orlando than from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> they flew in Pat McAfee to do commentary as the NXT representative, because Beth Phoenix was presumably in Canada, Mauro Ronaldo presumably in Canada. And I don't know where Nigel McGuinness was. Uh, I don't think he. I don't know if he lives in Florida. If he still lives in California. Um, mm, okay. But uh, they were unable to get any, any of those people. So Pat McAfee came in as the. He does like <laughs> the pre-show panels, and he's like, "I'm the NXT representative on commentary." Um, <laughs> here's the thing: even though they were flying people in from Orlando, the word is that the NXT flight landed five minutes before SmackDown went to air. Sounds right. So they had to rush them to the building. But here's the funniest thing. I watched this whole SmackDown show, and while I don't think it's, I don't think it was nearly as good as, like, NXT or AEW is, it's the yeah. best SmackDown I've seen in a long time. And guess what? They wrote it on short notice at the last moment. Like, they didn't overthink it. They're just right. like, let's so, just do this. So whatever they had, they went with. Yeah, and the story of the show was we're going to put NXT over huge. Like, they beat up everybody. It was weird. Uh, Like, the first thing we saw was super weird. Well, no, the first thing we saw was Shayna showing up at the end of a Bayley-Nikki cross match where Shayna beat up Nikki and Sasha and Bayley all by herself. That's fair. And looked real I see that, though. Yes. I could see that being a thing. (laughs) The second thing was way weirder. The second thing was, like, Sami Zayn talking tough about NXT when Matt Riddle and Keith Lee show up backstage. And then mm. Sami Zayn tries to play nice guy. He's like, I used to be the heart and soul of NXT. Like, you know, I love NXT. Uh, and then weird shit happens where he's, like, trying to run away from them. And the camera's following them the whole way. And they run all the way out to the ring. And Of course. Uh he tries to offer Matt Riddle one of his flip-flops back as a peace offering. Uh, that was pretty funny, actually. And then they, <laughs> Matt Riddle and Keith Lee just beat up Sami Zayn. Uh, Keith Lee hits like a moonsault on him, and they play their music and stuff. That was pretty weird. Um, that sounds weird. There was a tag team match. I don't even know who was in it. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know who they were facing. Two women, I don't remember who, faced Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox of all people. 
Oh yeah, I heard about that. It makes sense because they're kind of they're going to be on the War Games team together. Maybe Dakota yeah. Kai is still recovering from her mist. Uh, mm. No, because she's out there also, at the end. But whatever. Also, though, I mean, Tegan Knox is the stronger wrestler, and yes. you're going to put it, if you're going to put your strongest people up. Not for nothing, I wouldn't put up Dakota Kai either. That's true. Uh, I don't remember who they were facing. Oh, they were facing Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And, oh, there you go. Uh, so they had all, like, old NXT versus new NXT, it sounds like. <laughs> kind of, but Rhea and Tegan beat their asses. They hit the shiniest wizard, and Rhea put her submission hold on, and they won. Uh, backstage, uh, who was it, Carmella maybe? Somebody was coming up for a match, and Bianca Belair came in there and gorilla pressed them and threw them into like a pit. Like, I don't know where they went. Like she just threw her, this woman <laughs> over some boxes and she disappeared. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know what was happening there. Uh, the Miz did like a Miz TV segment uh, where he was interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa of all people. And Ooh. then we got a Miz versus Tommaso Ciampa match on television. That was bizarre. Things, things you never thought you'd see. Yeah. They had a match. <laughs> Uh, Champa hit Miz with a fairy tale ending and beat him. Uh, there was a, a segment backstage where uh, Daniel Bryan runs into Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and Daniel Bryan says he's you know uh, Triple H tells him that they saw that ad for the NXT being involved in Survivor Series, and he said it felt like maybe they were calling them out for a fight, so they wanted to show up for a fight. And Daniel Bryan says that he wants a fight. To and Triple H introduces Daniel Bryan to Adam Cole, and they announce that they're going to have Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan in the main event for the NXT Championship. And I'm like, because why not? And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is bonkers. Um, the, actually, a match. I'm like, holy crap! I'm really interested to see this. <laughs> uh, so they have uh, Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan in the main event of SmackDown on Fox. For the yeah, NXT right? Championship. <laughs> I'm in some weird alternate dimension right now. Uh, Pretty much. The crowd is into it, but they're not into it like a like if you're at a TakeOver or an NXT show. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of fans who knew who Adam Cole was, and they were into this match, and it was a very good match. And if the crowd was, like, on like molten on fire or something, this would probably have even been an even better match. But right. Because they only got about 50% of the crowd... It was still a really good match. Uh, and they had a completely clean match where uh, Brian goes for his running knee. Adam Cole hits him with a super kick. He hits him with the uh, Panama Sunrise, hits him with the last shot, and then he beat Daniel Bryan clean in the middle of the ring to retain the championship. Uh, and then the only thing I didn't like was all, all the other NXT people from earlier in the show and all the people who we didn't see on camera they all came out in the ring to be like, we're Team NXT. I hate that because so many of these people hate each other and they're building to this war game show and I don't want mm -hmm. them to be friendly with one another. Right. Um, there's only one person in this whole thing that made it work and that is Tommaso Ciampa. Because, really? Because he stands on the other side of the ring from Adam Cole and all he does uh, is look at Goldie. He just looks at Goldie the whole time and doesn't do anything else. And I'm like, Champa is the best actor in wrestling. I'm like, like Champa really gets is. it. Yes. Adam Cole has abducted his child and he wants it back. <laughs> but that was actually a good SmackDown. 
with a great with a great main event. So I and I didn't see it. Um, I I don't know where like I don't think there's any access to it really. But it almost seems like um, Triple H just kind of went since Vince sit this one out. I got it and like well, just took over. The word is and, like it worked. The word is that it was Triple H's strategy for the show and Vince approved it. But it's not like what else are you gonna do? Like nobody else is there. Yeah, um, right. you have no choice. Now as we you record, have to... I was gonna say mm-hmm. as we record this, there is um, Raw is happening. Or just started, and there's talk that a bunch of NXT guys are going to be on there as well. So I guess they like this, and the rating went back up for Fox on Smack or yeah. SmackDown on Fox. Um, My concern with this now, though, is that there's going to be like they're all going to be invading each other's show, and it's just going to take away from board games. Hopefully, nobody shows up on NXT regular. I'm hoping that they just keep it away from there because they've got their own show to build up to that happens yeah, before yeah. Survivor Series. So hopefully they stay away from it or maybe only one person shows up. Or if, if somebody shows up, maybe it'll be a cool person like AJ Styles will show up or something, you know, something like that. Somebody who's not like a complete goober. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's crazy, crazy times. And people are, people are wondering the number went up for the Fox show and that show very heavily featured NXT people. A lot of people are wondering if they're going to get, like, you know, the baseball competition is done. Will NXT get a big bump? There are a few people who wouldn't be surprised if NXT actually wins the coming week. Next week. week. Which, of course, will ruin everything because I was planning on if NXT lost, I'm calling it next week. So if they win, they're cutting it close here, but we'll have to we'll have to keep going with keeping track of who who wins what if they if they win a week but time will tell yeah so uh that's a wrap for this week's show uh let's thank the good people over at think geek for sponsoring the show cinemageekly.com slash think geek head on over there for geeky collectibles and apparel that's at cinemageekly.com slash think geek or you can click the support us uh link in the show notes for this episode you can also find us on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher and spotify just search for what comes NXT, and that way you can hear us come back next time for oh, what's the main event for next week? Is it just going to be Pete Dunne and Damian Priest? Is that uh, all they not announced again? I it's think so. Probably not. It's probably not the main event, but it's all we have to go on, everybody. So we'll <laughs> be back to talk more NXT on the USA and WWE networks, featuring Pete Dunne and Damian Priest, part two, Electric Boogaloo. Mm. <laughs> 